We are going to start tonight by doing a little imagination exercise. How many of you like imagination exercises? None of you. Okay, two of you. Two of you. That's great. I want you to imagine with me, not by yelling anything or doing anything, but just imagine with me for a second in your mind. It's the end of the school year. You're just about ready to start summer vacation. Your parents sit you down, and your parents say, they just got a new job, and you, this summer, are moving to San Francisco. All right? You're moving to San Francisco. How many of you have ever been to San Francisco? Wow, several of you have. I have never been to San Francisco. I really want to go to San Francisco someday. But anyways... Your parents tell you that you're moving to San Francisco. Now, I don't know how you would feel about that, what that makes you feel, what emotions come up, but since this is an imaginary exercise, imagine how you would feel. You are leaving behind your house, your friends, your school, everything you know here in Spokane, and moving to a new city. But not just any city, but San Francisco, which, here's a little photo of San Francisco, Tons of people, huge city, lots of diverse groups of people, and lots of food, and close to water, lots to do, lots to see. San Francisco is where you are moving. But regardless of how the move would make you feel, you know that eventually, once you move to San Francisco, you're going to have to start school at a brand new school where you don't know anyone, you've never been before, and all summer, you have been dreading the first day of class because you have to go to this new school in a new city with new people that you've never met, never seen, don't know anything. It's early September. You get to your first English class and your first assignment on the first day in this new school in San Francisco is you have to go home and you have to write a one-page autobiography paper. You have to write a paper about yourself. So imagine you're sitting there, the teacher hands you a paper, and you have to write about yourself. And my question for you in this imagination exercise is, what would you say? What would you write about yourself if your teacher said, you have to write about yourself? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Nobody knows you. Nobody knows your family. Nobody knows what you're into, what you like. What would you write about? Maybe you would start by writing about your family, or you would talk about your siblings. Maybe you would start by sharing about where you were born, or where you grew up, or what your childhood was like. Maybe you'd share your pronouns, or talk about the sports you play, or the genre of book that you enjoy reading, or maybe your favorite TV show, what you like to do for fun, what you're really good at, etc. Maybe you would include a little bit about what makes you happy or if you have a crush on someone. Maybe you would talk about your personality or what you, like to, what you would like to do after high school is done or your favorite band or your favorite singer. There's a lot of things that you could talk about in this autobiography paper. Because telling other people about ourselves may seem like an easy idea at first, but it can be hard sometimes because we may not even know ourselves very well, let alone talking to people that we've never met about ourselves. 
But tonight, I want us to see that regardless of who you are or where you come from or how you identify or what you believe or what your pronouns are, what school you go to, Newcom Youth is a place to be you. Wow. That is exceptional. I'm so proud of you. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm chapter... 139. If you don't have your Bible, you can Google Psalm 139. If you don't have that on your phone or don't have your Bible, it's okay. It will be up on the screen for you to follow along. Again, hello to all of you. My name is Joseph. My pronouns are he and him, and it is great to be with you tonight. Next week, we are starting a brand new series at Youth, but tonight... I wanted to, before we jump into a new series, I wanted to remind us of what our vision statement is at Newcom Youth so that we can all get on the same page as we move into this new year and a new series and a new semester of youth, just remind ourselves of who we are. So these two words that you just yelled out, be you, that sums up everything we're going after here at Newcom Youth. We want to help you become the best version of yourself. We want to help you be exactly who you want to be in the world. Now, again, before we dive in, can anyone remember what series we finished before Christmas? Anybody remember? Yell it out if you know it. Who is God? Very good. Which was several weeks at us wrestling with trying to understand what the Bible says about who God is. And if you missed any of those talks, you can go back and listen to the youth podcast. But tonight, I want us to look at this one incredible verse in the book of Psalms that tells us a little bit about what God sees when God looks at us. So if you're writing this paper and you're wondering, hmm, what would God say about me or what would I say about myself? Hopefully, Tonight, you will be encouraged with this. So Psalm 139, verse 14, says this. I praise you because I am beautifully and wonderfully made. I praise you because I am beautifully and wonderfully made. Now, depending on what Bible verse you read, sometimes it says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, in this verse, the psalmist, this poet, is writing and praising God. And this poet writes, I praise you because I am beautifully and wonderfully made. And these two words, beautifully and wonderfully, may not be words that you typically use when you talk about yourself. But in these verses, we learn that these two words are a perfect description for how each of us are made and how God sees us. Now, these two words can be translated with these other words. I am incredible, incomprehensible, extraordinary, amazing, one in a million, delightful, surpassing, wonderful, unmatched, unlike anyone else, and probably a lot of other words to describe how God sees us. Now, when no one else is around and you look at yourself in the mirror, or maybe you're laying in your bed at night and you're thinking about your life and you're thinking about all the things you have to do and you're maybe thinking thoughts about yourself. How often do you think of these words to describe yourself? If you're anything like me, 
it's hard to think of myself as being someone who is incredible or incomprehensible. I don't know if anyone has ever thought, oh, Joseph, he is incomprehensible. Maybe, but probably not in a positive light. But I often feel like these are not words that I tend to feel about myself. Sometimes I don't like the way that I look. I don't like my personality. I get nervous about what people think about me. I get discouraged. I get lonely. And oftentimes it's hard for me to believe that when God looks at me, these are the words that come into God's mind about me. It's hard for me to believe that God thinks, wow, Joseph is absolutely incredible and beautiful and wonderful and an extraordinary person. But this verse tells us that that's exactly what God thinks. These are the words that God uses to describe you. Because you are wonderfully made. Exactly how you are, exactly how you look, exactly your personality and your interests and your hobbies, you are beautifully and wonderfully made. God looks at you just as you are and says, you are my kid. I love you. I am so excited and happy and pleased with everything that you are. In fact, we talked about this earlier in the fall. 2 Timothy 1 says that Holy Spirit lives in us, which means that because you are made in God's image and Holy Spirit lives in you, when God looks at you, God is proud of you. God is excited by you. God is overwhelmed with love for you because you are God's kid. Not because you do great things or you like obey your parents or you're this some super gifted person in the world and everybody looks at you and thinks you're amazing. Not because of any of those things, but because you are God's kid. Nothing you ever do or say or think or even believe could ever separate you from God's love. One scripture says that absolutely nothing in all of creation can separate you from God's love. Because God is love and God only loves. God can't help but be overjoyed and proud and excited and thankful for you, your gifts, your passions, your abilities, your sexuality, your body, your thoughts, your dreams, all of them are beautiful and wonderful, and God is proud of you. And the Bible talks about how even Jesus had to learn this truth. Jesus went on his own journey of discovering what it meant to be him. He was in the temple as a teenager asking questions and talking with people and learning and listening and growing and discovering who he was in the world. And the same goes for me and you. You are on this exciting and challenging and difficult and incredible journey of discovering what it means to be you. And just like writing a story in an English class, Sometimes it's hard to describe ourselves and it's hard to write about who we are and what we think and what we enjoy doing and what our personality is. But you're beginning to discover what makes you tick. What do you love? 
Who do you love? What is your personality? What are you good at? What do you hate in the world? What do you want to do with your life? How has God wired you to bring heaven to earth? What does it mean to be you? Now, over the next couple months, we're going to have an incredible year together. We're going to have parties and youth nights and trips and activities and events and hang out and more meals at other places and nights of justice. And we're going to celebrate Pride Month and so much more. And in all of that, our desire is to create a space, a community, an opportunity, and an environment where you can learn to be you. So whoever you are, Whatever you look like, whatever your sexual orientation or gender identity, whatever your family is like, whatever questions you have, whatever doubts you have, whatever your experience is, and whoever you are, Newcom Youth is a place to be you. It's a place where you can bring all that you are, all of your questions, all of your doubts, all of your issues, all of your insecurities, and all of your passions to this place, this space, this little mini community and just be you. So whenever you feel like you don't belong, or there are places you can't go, or sports you can't play, or bathrooms you can't use, or relationships you can't be in, or opportunities you can't have, remember that God loves you, that God sees you, that God is proud of you, that God affirms you and celebrates just how incredible you are. Because Newcom Youth is a place to be you. Yes, it is. It's a place to be you.